I'm Bruce. And I'm Pete. And we are, and we are the, the Epic Experiment Podcast. This is what happens uh, when you take an old guy who's been playing Magic for a long time and a new guy who's been playing Magic for a short time. You put them together and you get this really messed up concoction and we're still trying to figure it out. But yeah, we love it and we enjoy it and we're having a good time. Uh, so I don't know what universe has allowed us to get together but this is it uh you have to deal with us and if you like what you're hearing we are on the lotuscouncil.com website and we are also circulating on various discord servers and social media platforms ways to get a hold of us will be in the show notes bruce we're talking about loss and how loss can be gratifying today uh, especially when the Chiefs beat the 49ers, many people were sad. As well as the fact that Toronto will never win a Stanley Cup. I think we're going to be okay. You know what I mean? I think, I think at the end of the day, everyone is going to be a-okay. Alright, as someone who's not a Toronto Beef Leafs fan, I am avowed, like, Toronto can go kick rocks, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. So, anyway, <laughs> I was a little disappointed that uh, the 49ers didn't win. Uh, full marks to the Chiefs for their W. I mean... <laughs> Save I mean, your draft was, chaff. Save your draft chaff for that rainy day when you know you got nothing going on and you got to dig through your boxes because we tell you that these cards that we're about to share are actually pretty good. Yeah, um, and you could you could uh, win a few games with these things. So, well, I think this first one's gonna win me some games. So we're gonna do some garbage. A great first there, folks. And up first, I have my contribution that is Combine Chrysalis card out of MH2. This card, I'll read it for you guys. It's actually pretty sneaky. So it is one, uh, sorry, a green and a blue for an artifact. And it says creature tokens you control have flying. And then a two and a green and a blue, and you test it. You sacrifice a token. Notice not just like, any token, any token. And you create a 4 4 green beast creature token. Activated only as a sorcery. Um, Pete, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this one off because I think this card is actually pretty good. I think this is a, a decks that are green that have tokens uh, in sort of blue and green. So uh, uh, Adrix and Nev or um, a few of the other ones that are kicking around, you can really turn, like, or the Titania, Titania, Protector of Argoth, or, like, there's lots of big ways to make green tokens that are pretty chunky, but they have a hard time finishing the game. This could be a really convenient way to get your things some evasion, and it's only 20 cents, allowing you to, like, save your budget for, like, some more fun other cards or the next deck you're building. Um, and it doesn't require, like, six mana, like an overrun effect or a crater hoof. So I think this card is actually pretty good. I'm, like, I was actually pretty excited to find this card to put it in a deck uh, that needed a finisher. I, am, I, am I imagining this being any good, or is this just, like, right circumstance, right time? Oh, uh, well, I like... Um, that it's like uh, it gives evasion, right? But I think honestly, you could just play other things to give everything flying, you know, or just unblockable in blue. Like you could play. Okay. Um, well, okay. I, I, I like the unblockable maybe, option. Okay. So, so like, so like, okay. I would rather give all my creatures flying if I'm going to give them flying than limit it just to the tokens. And right, the, fact, okay. the fact that, like, it costs four, you tap it, and you can only activate it as a sorcery. Like, I can't even make an instant blocker, which, right. you know, makes me a little bit frustrated. But 
if you're looking for a cheap alternative to these sorts of finishers and a sneaky way to drop this when you have like five five fives, right? Like maybe you're playing that uh, three color Omnath that makes elementals. Yes. Um, or the two color one that makes elementals, but then you're playing like the three color one the Intamir or whatever. Uh, Adrix and Nev is really strong, and the clue producing stuff that we've seen recently in the band yep. colors. I'm surprised nobody talked about this card when those got spoiled uh, for the the latest Commander precons, because sacking a clue to make a four four is pretty good. Um, mm, yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm split. I I don't own this card. Ironically enough, I own a lot of these cheap sort of like precon cards because I usually try to buy a precon or two a year. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I was. I, know, I, would, I would It's kind of expensive. Uh, well, I mean, the secondary ability is, but I think the first ability. I mean, as a, only a two mana enchantment or sorry, artifact, I think is a, is like where I want to be because I like the typically this is sort of like overrun territory or you're playing a triumph of the hordes or something like something that's more expensive. And I think like this, mm-hmm. if you're building a lot of, if you're getting a lot of green tokens in this, like or got tokens in this, what would you play it? Of, well, actually, a better example would be like, what would you play it in? Because well, I think like I mean. The way I, I I think if I'm playing a deck, if I have things like Avenger of Zendikar in my deck, or if I'm playing a teamer deck sure. with Phylath, or if I'm building, um, like oh, if I got if I got Scoot Swarms or sure. things Scoot. like all these things are like where they just generate like your armies in a can making so many tokens. If I'm in blue and green, I'm going to make like putting them putting these all airborne is probably what I need and going to end the game pretty quick. And for two mana, I can then hold up. You know, some sort of interaction to make sure they get it's protected. So I, I kind of like this, and there's lots of ways in green to make lots of tokens. Um, so that leans right into it. So I think it's pretty, you know, pretty, pretty cute. Um, yeah. I was pretty excited to find it in a box of junk, and I'm like, this yeah. isn't junk. This is great. And I'm, I'm you know, happy for you. It's <laughs> great. No, no, seriously, because um, I need to look through some cards too because of the way I've been looking at some of my decks recently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you never know what you're going to find. I mean, this next card, uh, I think is actually really good. Like, very subtly, like, sneaky. Well, I mean, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see. Here, I'll I'll read it to you. Go for it, Uh, share it with the audience. So this is Ruin Ghost. Ruin Ghost is a one colors, one white. It's a 1-1. Spirit, pay one white, tap it, exile target land you control, then return to the battlefield under your control. So Flicker's a land. There's not many abilities out there that do that for these kinds of permanents. Um, yeah. And then there's a lot of DFCs now where you can flicker, like, the land that you uh, tap to make gnome tokens. You flicker that back into oh, the, the okay. smithy. Right. You know, or um, I was thinking Brass's Tunnel Grinder. You can flip it to start drawing some more cards. Uh, flip it back. Huh? You can flip Growing Rights of Itlamok. Um if you're playing an ETB deck that cares about, I mean, landfall is pretty obvious. But what if you're just playing like a deck where um, someone tries to blow up your land? You can protect it, um, like a utility land that maybe like a Maze of Ith or something. Right. Um, again, it's in mm. those colors though that doesn't have that much support. So I understand your skepticism. But yeah, I'm pretty skeptical. I feel like things is a little like I mean, a lot of those land what you're describing are lands, are things you put in your deck, but Let's. I always imagine the worst case scenario where I, I, for whatever reason, you haven't drawn your growing rights of Itlamok, 
or you haven't drawn your Maze of Ith, or something that's going to be worth your while flickering, what does this then do in your deck? And, I, I, I mean, it, it, it just, if it just tapped it and flickered something on its own, uh, I might be okay, but the fact you have to invest in another singular mana in it means that you're, you know, probably, like, you're not going mana positive on it, so, like, that doesn't win me any, win you any points. Um, you know, like, so, I mean, yes, they're giving us increasing tools, but those increasing tools don't always see play, and you don't always, certainly don't always draw them. So, if you don't draw those pieces, you're looking, looking at a two-mana one-one that really does nothing else in your deck. Um, and so, I'm, like, wondering to myself, like, this is, feels like a card that is highly replaceable in a deck. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can see the, I, the like, I like the Grunnel, the Tunnel Grinder uh, play that, that sounds like fun, or the or the growing rights of Itlamok, You really got my attention there. I'm like, oh, that sounds that sounds really good. But I think the um, on the whole, like I think this probably card is a little just doesn't impact enough. And if you don't draw those pieces, then you're you know you're looking at a card that's largely a dud when your opponents are going to be playing cards that you know need are going to demand answers from you. So I'm I mean I. I would love to see this like pop off and do something disgusting. I really do think this is probably going to be a, deck, a card that's maybe not be as impactful as you might wish. Yeah, um, I guess thinking about ways you can protect your lands or reset counters on lands might be the way to go. If, mm. But yeah, I could see the um, sort of skepticism with... You could you could actually tap your mana and then flicker as well, so there's that consideration well, yeah, too. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of a situation. Um, like endless sands would be a really weird way to do it. Okay, hold on. I'm not, endless, I'm not familiar with endless sands. Let me can, let me read the card. Endless sands. It's so like desert. I think I don't remember, but it's like it's a, a yeah. You could okay. do some pretty interesting things with that, I guess too. Hmm. <laughs> you know. Or or the um the Emiria, the the white uh landfall uh mono white thing that makes birds. Or the one that enters when planes enter. Um you can return creatures. There's that legendary white land that does stuff where you can recur creatures if you control seven. Oh yeah, yeah. Emiria Emiria the Sky Ruin and Emiria Shepherd are both so, effects. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I guess white recursion, there's better other more interesting ways to do it, but it'd be cool to see people pull some things off. Obun comes to mind too if you want to protect your creature land right. or whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, but I yeah, mean, I guess whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, I guess so. Like, I mean, I just like, what if you flickered Valakut every turn and just domed people for four damage? Like, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, no, I, like, I mean, I could, like, I could, get... you're you're yeah. painting you're painting scenarios where I'm like, ooh, I kind of. <laughs> I kind of like that, but then I'm like, but some like some part of the back of my brain is still going, but 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 but, but what if you don't yeah. have those and you're just drawing like basics one, or one spirit? Yeah. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I'm hearing in the back of my brain. Like that's the limited player in me going, but but Bruce, what if you don't? It's because you then... used to play it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I used to. And I had to like, oh man, then the car was a was a strange sort of. Yeah, well, it was super too. aggro. It was super aggro. I haven't. I didn't actually play at that time, but I have played the draft format since, and I'm like, holy, yeah. holies. 
did it go extinct? So it goes in that in that in that greenless landfall deck that we built. Remember that a while ago yes. with Tago. Yes, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. We got to bring that back into the archives. But um, yeah, <laughs> that was a good that was a good time. Um, yeah. So <laughs> right. let's start with we we're, we wanted Bruce and I were reflecting on some of these recent games we played together and uh, or with friends and. We're talking about losing, and like personally, in my personal life right now, I've I've sort of pivoted, so um, I've lost a few things that I uh, had that would have probably made my life a little bit more different at this point. Um, he also lost some naivete about how the how the world works. Ah, well, it's I didn't have that much to begin with. It's cold. Cool. It's cold. cold and heartless out there in the real world. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean... <laughs> so. Yeah, wow. we're, 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 we're kicking around ideas about... We're existential. <laughs> getting, getting philosophical here, here on the show. Philosophical. All right, yeah, right, 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 right. Philosophical. There we go. With my coffee <laughs> in the morning, you know what I'm saying? So, who, who wants... I mean, some falafel waffle sounds good, man. Anyway, <laughs> so... We're talking about loss, okay, folks. We're talking about loss, and I'm losing my patience with Bruce, like, <laughs> and, and not just losing, but like losing in cool ways. Because, like, right, let's, right. let's be real. Like, we, we're all aiming to do something cool when we play, but so are our opponents. And sometimes, like, ways that we lose are memorable because we've gone and messed up, or our opponents have done something that is cool and uh, and left us some sort of indelible mark on our memory as far as the game has gone. So I thought tonight might be a good opportunity to reflect on some of those experiences and maybe what are the takeaways that we can we can sure, you know, yeah. use with those. Usually so, it's me beating Bruce and Bruce beating me, and we look at each other and we're like, wow, you nuts. Now we, kill, now we killed each <laughs> other. What are we, who's going to win this game now? And then Dave wins with Treacherous Charade. Oh! <laughs> so anyway, the first one um, that you mentioned, and I saw this happen, and I was like, "Dude, what are you doing?" Like we were sitting there for about ten minutes, and this guy was playing a Lundo. And uh, you want to tell folks what you did because it was cute. Yeah, well, so well, I, so there's a couple of times where I've had a Lundo out, and a Lundo is a is a is a commander that allows you tap on tap, and you start drawing extra cards and putting them into kind of suspend with time counters on them, um, and so. On a number of occasions, like you could burn through a lot of cards in your deck, and the deck is premised to, to do that because it's got like when you draw a card, draw an extra one, and all those sorts of effects. And um, I definitely remember a game where I had flown real close to the sun. My board was humongous. I was I had a whole bunch of flying three three elementals and all sorts of crazy business like this, and I was going to win the game. I had knocked out two opponents. I was looking at the third the third guy. I'm like. I'm going to get you right now. And I had one card left at the top of my deck. And some ability forced me to draw it. So I had nothing left. I'm like, I got to go now. And I attacked. And he fogged my attack. And I was like, no! <laughs> And so he fogged my attack. I think it was yeah. with an artifact called Sunstone. Um, I also want to double check them. That card is bad. Like I, we wouldn't even feature it on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. So it says that's uh, amazing. Is two sacrifice a stone covered land to have all creatures deal no damage in combat this turn. That's so, so neat. I love it. So he I love me. it. He, he looked at you me. and he just I'm like. No. And the worst part was it was on board. He had it on board. And he, he had just it on board look. for the. And didn't I just even... didn't look. I'm like, oh no! And then okay. sure enough. Oh I was my god! Because like, it is, he just sat oh. there, 
And he looked yeah. at his hand and he said, go. And I'm like, oh, there's nothing left to I have another. I have another similar situation because I didn't play cards right in the right order. So the table let me draw 86 cards with Fabian, which is my tokens deck, because I played like a bunch of those cards that say like, draw a card for each creature you control. So I played like <laughs> yeah. this one card. It's like, it costs less for your commander. It, you can flash it back. It's like faith, faith devotion or something. It's like a precon card where like it costs like six mana. You make like a one-one soldier for each creature control, and then it's a flashback. Is it's like commander cost of your commander minus its uh, total cost, which was like nine or ten. So I got it to like four because Fabian is six, and I like. I forget like how I had a ton of mana. I think it was because I had one of those cards that allows me to tap creatures for mana. But I kept making more and more tokens, and then I played like Shamanic Revelation. And I played this old six mana card from like one of the older sets, and it's like six mana draw card for each creature you control. Okay. I literally. I, I literally. I, I think Umbridge here. It's not that old. It's from Fate Reforged. I mean, I know it's. <laughs> No, 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 this one, this one is, is mono green, so it's not, it's not the one you're thinking of. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay. There's another one, it's called, like, Collective Company, or collect, Collective Conscious, Collective Consciousness. Okay, that's the card, you can look it up on Scryfall, but, um, I started drawing all these cards, right, and it's, it's, like, very, like, you know, on the stack I draw 25 cards, on the stack I draw 50 cards, I, on the stack I draw 75 cards. I didn't play Perforos first. A dude sacrificed five treasures because he was playing Magda, and he tutored Memory Jar. So I had like my whole deck in my hands, and he sacrificed Memory Jar. So we all died. It was a draw because I put Perforos in between playing the other cards. So nobody won that game. But if I had played Perforos first, and then I would have easily won because everyone would have died before he could have the chance to respond with Memory Jar activation. So it was. It was absolutely amazing. Um, everybody had a great time, so that's what mattered. And uh, yeah, we overextended ourselves. How about the uh, the treacherous terrain one? Because I was there for oh, that one. God. That one was amazing. <laughs> that was excellent. That was well, removed very early in that game, and I was just <laughs> spectating. <laughs> yeah, so I remember we, we, were, we, were, we were playing, and so it was Pete was there, and then Dave was there. Uh, for a good friend of ours, and then who was the fourth player? Ah, uh, get wrecked, fourth player. Who cares? Um, but, um, Pete's been removed. I think it might have been Mason. I think. Um, anyway, but Pete got removed, and uh, Mason got killed, and so it was David. Dave and I faced off playing each other, and I was playing a deck right. I think I was going to beat him pretty soundly. Uh, it was I think it might have been Ruka Rumal. So I had a pretty wide board state, lots of lands on the battlefield. I was I was in a commanding position. I was going to beat Dave. If I got another chance to run top, I was going to win. And then Dave topped that treacherous terrain and cast it and said, "How much life are you at?" And I'm like looked at my life total and I think I'm like I was like like under I was single digits and I'm like yeah Uh-oh. you're like seven you were at seven life yeah I was at seven or eight life and I had a dozen or thirteen land on the battlefield like oh no. And I just ate it and died. I'm like, and so Dave, it's not going to win. And I was like, no, not again. Just victory snatched from my hands by somebody else. Oh my goodness. Were you here for the infamous Grevin kill myself on the stack? Yep, I was there. So my Grevin list, I get really greedy with my life total. So I just pay a ton of life. And our yep. friend of the show, and also uh, one of the Lotus Council members, uh, founding members, Court Court was playing a 
Sapling Slimefoot deck, and he had two Saplings on the board. He had Slimefoot and one Sapling, and then I was going to kill. So I was one one shot somebody because um, Grevin, I think, had Life Link. Yeah, Grevin had Life Link. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And Fire Covenant says pay uh, X life, deal X damage to any like number of creatures. You can't redirect the loss of life. So I paid 39 life, and I forgot that Slimefoot says whenever a slime uh, 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 Zapperling dies, it deals one damage to each opponent, and he gains a life. So on the stack, I died before I even got <laughs> to go to combat. <laughs> no, actually, I went to combat, I swung, and then I cast Fire Covenant because in response it was an instant, right? So I could do any time to try to one-shot somebody and clear the board away. But before damage resolved and before yeah, that's right. I died. And it was amazing. And it was literally amazing. I don't know why. We always talk about this as like one of the hilar- most hilarious screw-ups in the history of Magic. So um, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty epic. That little one-one was going to stop you particularly. So anyway... <laughs> And, um, yeah, so, speaking of doing something awesome uh, to your opponents, or, you know, dying to your own cards, mm. we, uh, we've seen some really cool ways that we've died. So, like, um, my one friend Tyler plays this deck. I'm going to shout him out. He's, he's a great guy. Uh, but he plays this, he calls it the Esper BS deck, because <laughs> everything in the deck is dumb. Like, he plays, like, some of those cards that, like, change the turn order. You know, oh, like, no. he, and then he plays like just like really dumb cards because he wants to make a point that like there's really been some really dumb cards that have been printed. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the most memorable things he did was he played he cast Phage the Untouchable, and then I was about to like swing out with a bunch of creatures, and in response, he cast Fractured Identity. So Fractured okay. Identity is six mana. So Phage, the Untouchable, right? Creature yeah. creature that says if you cast it from your hand or if it comes into the battlefield um, without you casting it from your from your hand, you lose the game. Yeah. Um, and then if an opponent gains... Uh, is it like if an opponent gains control... When Phage deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. When Phage deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature, it can't be regenerated. So right, that right, touch, right. But if it connects with a player, they die. They die. So the key clause was Fracture Identity says, choose a non-land permanent, each player makes a copy of it. So he made a copy of Phage, everybody else got the copy, and because it entered the battlefield... We all oh lost immediately. <laughs> oh, so pretty cool. I he looked at us because he had not played a thing the entire game. Like he was getting smacked for like twenty damage a turn. Like he had six lands for most of the game. Somebody board wiped his like artifacts because he played a lot of artifact ramp. So then he played Phage and then he passed. I'm like, all right, well, like I don't think he's gonna be able to untap because there's a guy playing an aggressive is it spell slinging deck yeah, and yeah. there's me and I was playing something a little bit more aggressive. And, uh, yeah, he, you know, we pass turn, we let Tyler take one more turn, and he casts this, he goes, I think I can win. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he cast this? And we just, Oops. we just laugh so hard. So, there was that time, and then, I mean, you've, you've experienced some interesting things as well, right? We were in the yeah, yeah. similar situation. Well, I mean, I still, to this day, marvel at, um, Fuji, when Fuji beat us both, we were playing a three-person game, and he beat us both by... 
with it was a mana geyser into a gigantic harness by force and took all of our things. It was like the most expensive insurrection ever, but he like essentially insurrectioned us with harness by force and beat us with our own things. And I was like, wow, that's like, and I would he left a, of that. He also left enough, um, like, he only took control of the creatures he knew that we could not block. So, like, I had a few gods out. So he took well, all my creatures to so that the devotion went away, so I had no blockers. It's true, it was just yes. a really smart way to do it. It was pretty um, savage. It was pretty savage. He also, it took him, like, maybe five minutes. He's like, wait, I think I, the math, the math is, I think the math is right. And then he was like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm like, hell yeah, let's see what you got. Um, yeah, it was, it was very, I like, Harness yeah. by Force is one of those cards that I never really bank on seeing in a commander yeah. deck. Not anymore, at least. Because no, that no. used to be like a, more of a chaos, sort of like old school magic play, right? Mm. Where you were going to take everybody's best stuff. Yeah. And do something that, like, that, so that's sort of like in the same vein as Insurrection. And yeah, like, don't really, you don't really see that too frequently. But show, no, Fuji broke it out and he, like, full marks for the win. It was really cool to see it. I was like, wow, I can't even be mad at that. That's just respect. Um, similar to playing cards that you never see before. So uh, there's a guy I know, a uh, guy here local here by the name of Neil, who, uh, runs, who runs a Grimlock Dinobot Leader, which is a card from uh, Hasbro Con 2017 that was a promo. And so How did he get you, that, I, by the way? Did he win so something? He, or? he had a friend who had gone to the convention, and on the floor... I messaged him and said, hey, do you want me to pick you up a copy of it? And sort of like similar to S, uh, San Diego Comic-Con with like the mm-hmm. Planeswalkers they used to have, special promos. So he had someone on the floor buy it for him and, and, and ship it to him. So now he has this, this super cool uh, commander. You know how so much the card is right now, by the way? It's like $230. $254 right now, according to uh-huh. what I'm Insanity. reading here. So... Um, because it's so, it's so, it's so rare, but anyway, so it's Grimlock is a Naya colored commander, uh, one and a red, a green and a white legendary artifact creature, Autobot, dinosaurs, vehicles, and other transformers create creatures you control, get plus two plus zero, and then you can spend two and convert a transformer toy you own. So I remember this because Neil had a toy of Grimlock that he put on the table in front of his, <laughs> in front of his deck and would transform it into a robot and then transform it back. Anyway, and then you could transfer, you flip it over on the back side is an 8-8 trampling, and then you could, again, flip it back into the, the other, into the, the Dinobot leader. So it's an 8-8 trampler that is going to, st- for four, that's going to stomp you a mud hole. And sure enough, uh, well, he did. I don't think I ever forget, because he ended up doing, I think he ended up team or battle raging it. And forking the team of battle rage to double it wow. again, like, and then That's I was cheeky. like, "Wow, commander damage it is." That's um, so cheeky. It was pretty wow. cool. I'm like, "That's a pretty neat way to die." I've, I think it's the <laughs> only time I've ever seen a Grimlock deck, and and I've been, uh, I got stomped by it, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, and then there's, I mean, this doesn't happen very often, but then there's those times where we get, we just get blown out. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, no, sometimes sometimes you just show up. I mean, generally speaking with blowouts, I don't remember those as well because like, you know, they're, they're I feel like sometimes yeah. you just you just lose, right? Like somebody has the has it and they they beat the beat you up and that's what it goes. 
but sometimes some of them stick out more than uh, more than most, right? Yeah. So, so like some of the unique commanders that beat you up is really cool. Like um, our friend Winter, who we featured a few weeks ago, he has a mono green beast list where he just makes beasts. So he played Azuri's Predation <laughs> and was able to just like. I think he had like 45 beasts or something. It was amazing. Oh no! And he plays Prismatic Piper, so like that's the green commander. Really right. is neat. Um, because I, I forget green. the reason. No, but the reason was be like, I think it was like power three or something. Like he he had like a specific number in mind for each card right. that he was casting. Um, or that that they were casting. So, um, there was that, and like, I mean, Mason, we both have been. Beaten oh my goodness, by our, our good friend, like when he used to play a lot, and he doesn't play as much anymore. But he still got the edge, man. He still can. He still got it for and, sure. Yeah, so, he still got it. I I remember he had a like when Hall Breacher was still legal. He yep. brewed up a just lethal coercion, and yeah, yeah, it was really it was really really neat. Um, but so. then it just totally demolished you, and you were like, I'm, I'm I lose. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I can't fight you, so yeah. Queen, Queen was 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 one of those ones that I don't think I'll ever forget because it looks so innocent, and I'm like, how how bad can this be? Um, and it and makes me think of the song for the Lorax, like where you think about how bad can it possibly be? Well, that's Mason's theme song right there. <laughs> You've been listening to too many children's movies and shows and stuff, anyway. So, I'm kids, it, man. No, nothing against nothing against that. The other thing that we wanted to briefly bring up is like there are times where you get blown out by like. CDH level decks, right? So yeah, I had a friend play a Cranko list. He didn't realize literally like he got the Muxus combo out on turn three, and I'm like, dude, you're, you're playing CDH, buddy, and like it's a, it's all good. Like in the hood, man, we we'll just play another game. But um, you know, like just know that the deck is very strong. <laughs> yeah, maybe mono red or whatever. Like you may not have a ton of removal, but the consistency of getting those goblins out can be very scary. Um, but like. In terms of these ways that we win or lose, I mean, I've been on the end, the opposite end too, man. I've I've won games in some really strange ways too. Like, uh, one time I kicked Rite of Replication and copied Dreadhound. So I had sixteen Dreadhounds and I milled out my, I milled myself and I everybody took sixteen damage or something. Right. Like, by by like th- by like the exponential three or something, you know what I mean? Because they all see each other. Oh my! Wow. Or sorry, That's I played cool. um, yeah, yeah, I did that once. Um, because I played a clone that copied somebody's commander that took something out of their graveyard, so I took the Dreadhound out of their graveyard and oh. put it on my side. Then I kicked Rite of Replication the next turn and did it that way to to, to win a game, and they were like. I don't know, man. I, I, I like, like Sithis. I, I, I stole somebody's like combo piece in Sithis, but I didn't win the game. I lost by like one point of damage because I put all the auras on this creature that I took from them. I made it huge, but I still lost. <laughs> right? Yeah. But like, you know, yeah. those close calls, those blowouts, everything we sort of learn. Like, what is something you've learned recently? I, I learn every day. You know what I mean? Well, one of the things that I, I mean, the examples of the treacherous terrain and then what happened with uh, where I recently lost a game to um, Arakdos Charm, where I had built up a board state where I was, 
I was in charge, and there was I was it was a five person pod. I had already knocked out two. I had taken huge chunks of life from the other two players, and if I had one more untapped step, I was going to win. But I can definitely I, I lost the game because my opponent was able to get Arakto's Charm and use the mode where I took damage equal to my number of creatures I had on the board, which was forty five creatures, and it wrecked me all in one fell swoop. Um, and it really I can definitely be thinking back on that game. And it's being reflective, I think, is what's helped me realize that I have I there was definitely at least one, maybe two turns where I could have leveraged creatures to a profitable attack, and I didn't because I was worried about the crackback. And yeah, yeah. but the but the crackback at that time wasn't going to be enough to put my life total in serious jeopardy, and so I probably should have gone ahead and been more aggressive with my with my attacks to try and press my advantage because I had lots of uh, I had lots of like fuel to continue to advance my board, um, and I should have taken the advantage to to go and leverage creatures to deal damage instead of keeping my shields up and playing passive. And like it was like playing prevent defense. And if anybody's played a sport before, playing prevent defense is a surefire way to lose the game because you're yeah, you're, 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 on, you're on the you're like you're like tiptoeing through the minefield. Yeah, you're on, you're on the back foot. And so. I should have, what I just should have done, I should have gone on the offensive and pressed my advantage. And in the end, I didn't. And it, so what it did is gave my opponents extra draw steps to find a way to beat me. And um, yeah. the Treacherous Train one is a great example. And so is, and, but the one with uh, the Rector's Charm was exactly that. Yeah, I mean, some of these pieces, like, like I play Anvil of Bogota in the deck, right? So I have when I resolve that spell, I have to make sure that I'm able to do something with it, otherwise my opponents will just blow me out, right? Because yeah. everybody gets to draw extra cards every turn, everyone has no maximum hand size, and if I play it on my turn, I get a full turn cycle without it getting to use it. Yeah. The other consideration for these political pieces like Lunch, right? Lunch is one of those decks I've learned a lot from the last few years because right. creating advantage for your opponent sometimes is a disadvantage for them, but also an advantage for them most of the time, I guess. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, the long and short of it, is like, you have to leverage your resources, but you also have to leverage like, uh, many other things to prevent yourself from losing. I feel like the preventative me measures are even more important than the consistency in game plan sometimes. Yeah, I can definitely I see know. that argument. I can definitely see that. I think with Glunch, I think one of the things that I've watched and I've been impressed by what you've learned from it is the the way you've managed to balance the Give and take, because Glunch gives and Glunch takes, yeah. and um, the the that balance that you strike, where you know not to overcommit to give away too much, because that is harder for you to reel it in with other effects. So it's really impressive to see the balancing act, because I think if you get too gung ho with going ahead and deploying Glunch to do whatever Glunch does, you then could run yourself into conf into problems because you give your opponents a lot of advantage. So you've got a really nice balance there where you've obviously thought about it and reflected upon how you want to maximize your commander in that in that situation. Yeah, but but that that also goes with like um if your deck is aggressive, just be aggressive. Even if you get even if you get like removed pretty early in the game, you actually mm -hmm. did what your the purpose of your deck was, right? You're not sitting oh, passively yeah. waiting to attack. You should just be attacking mm -hmm. tokens, right? If you have more tokens than your opponent. You should seriously, even if you have trades, even if you're trading creatures off, just just do it. You know what I mean? Or like on the flip side, if you're a control deck, you have to really figure out when's the best time for me to windmill slam my bomb. When's the best time yeah. to counter this spell? Because 
and that comes with time and experience. But like, I think we can't get hung up on this, right? Like the no, you're right. Yeah. Because many people I know get very upset um, when they win, when they lose. Um, not when they win, but like when they oh, are when about they win to too. win. Yeah, I mean, people get salty. Like I remember, I've beaten people in very meany ways, and they've gotten upset with me. And I'm like, but like, it's just a game. You know what I mean? But then mm. there are times where like people have kind of beat me out of a game for no reason. And I get upset about it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. on, like, turn five, they, they hit me for lethal, and I'm like, why me? I played three things this whole game, and you played Furnace of Wrath and tripled my damage against me and then lost. You know what I mean? On the next uh, turn no. to the guy who had the bigger board state, but you did it to me because yeah. you're like, I want to come in second. That's cool, too, but... um, <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. Wh- like, like what, what, what else have you learned? I mean... There are so many ways that you can lose a game. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like some, and sometimes I, 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 you know, it takes me for, I, I really find that the, I used to have to do a lot of driving to go play. Now with Spell Table, I don't have to drive back and forth. I can play at the comfort of my own home. But I used to be able to reflect carefully on my games and how they went and what I did. And it really helped me to illustrate, you know, flaws in my deck construction, um, whether or not I had overlooked a particular angle of attack that my opponents could deploy, or if there was a failing in my deck in terms of, you know, maybe not having enough land or enough ramp or enough interaction. And so sitting down and being quite intentional about my reflection through those losses, whether it was a blowout or a close game or a game where I gave it away because I was, I was too passive, that reflective piece there and, and thinking about my deck construction, like did my deck, well, my deck constructed properly. So, yes, the problem wasn't in the deck. The problem was in my mindset and how I approached it. Okay, that is something I need to correct for the next time I sit down to play. And that sort of reflection and then, uh, you know, conscious, deliberate thought about how you built your deck and what you saw can really lead to a lot of interesting conclusions. A lot of growth. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think I've observed personally, Pete, like, that's sort of a stage where I think you're at with your growth in the game, where you're now reflecting on some of your decks and how they play, and yeah. are making part, intentional card choices that deviate from what people are normally playing. You look at the EDH Rex stuff, and you can look at the data, and you're like, well, you I... look at it all, but at the, at the end of the day, it's like, I want to try new things, right? Like, I, I think too, yeah. the reason Commander really appealed to me when I first got in the game was you could literally play anything for Within reason, of course. There's obviously yeah. a ban list for this format, but you could you could even just say, no, I'll play whatever I want, right? Like, no one's going to stop you. You just have no, to sure. okay with your group or whatever, but that's the beauty of, like, losing, because you get to see everyone do really cool things. Agreed. And Agreed. there are some times where I do get a little bit annoyed if, like, you know, I had a rough day or something, and I wasn't able to play much of my deck that day or something like that, or maybe there's an attitude problem in the pod or something by me or by the other people. But those are other factors intrinsically, I think. Mm. The actual deck building and the, like, like, I really get upset when I get blown out. I really get upset now when I get, you know, targeted heavily in a game, because I've, I've come to terms with it's part of the growth cycle. You know what I mean? Like, it's part of this positive sort of outlook on the game itself. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, I'm, I'm similar. Like, I don't find blowouts or, or things that I 
where I where I misplayed and I, I, I gave the win away as being instances where I'm salty. I, I think we've, we've talked about this before. Like I find that I end up getting more frustrated when my deck doesn't do anything at all, when I'm sitting there and my yeah. time is not spent well. Um, but playing that's the game... Very, I, yeah, that's very understandable. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes you just lose. <laughs> you do everything right. And, like, we were talking about this before, before like, like, before deciding on wanting to just do this sort of casual conversation. Sometimes, like, you could, you could literally, you could literally be winning the entire game, and then boom, yeah. you you lose, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. that's what gets people, I think, the most is they did everything right. They checked all the boxes, man. They they covered all their bases, and somehow, some way, they yeah. still lost. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That is one where um, it bothers people. Has, it, it does bother people quite a, a bit. And hard pill to swallow, you know. I've done that to many people before. They've literally been like, "Dude, come on!" Like. I've done that to Bruce probably more than anybody. <laughs> uh, you've definitely won your fair share of games, and I'm not, I just, uh, again, I just chalk it up to being sneaky Pete, doing sneaky Pete things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but <laughs> one I'm, out of a million, yeah. man. One out of a million. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no, like, you're right. Like, so sometimes you just have to accept that your best wasn't good enough today, and someone else beat you. And there's no point. I mean, I don't, I mean, I have perhaps uh, being older, and I not, and, recognizing where I stand in this game. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm playing the game for for enjoyment's sake, and if I played the best I could and I didn't win the game, I, I, could, I can go to bed at night comfortable that I tried my best and <laughs> had fun, right? Like I want to challenge I, you. I want to challenge you, Bruce. Every time you get blown out, I want you to just high-five that person. Be like, hey, man, good for you. I will, I will happily yeah. do that. I will high-five those people. I don't want to, like, I, you know, like, I've heard of these stories, like, at, like at conventions where, like, uh, Somebody will will like sign it, like they'll sign a to, like they'll have a token and you'll sign it or something. Like if they beat if they beat them, they'll like sign it, and and, right. and they get like signatures from like fifty people. I think that's super cool, you know. Or like I don't know, like maybe you buy them a beer. You know what I mean? Like like no. wouldn't, wouldn't, like wouldn't that be cool? Or like like you you like you went out to eat, you you got them like I don't know an app or something, like with your friends, and you're like, oh, I just lost, but I want to get, I want to get that guy who I just beat, like a like a. Well, like a steak think, sandwich or something, you know what I'm saying? I think that's a great way to build some really po- like a positive relationship with people. Like if people can see that when you, in the face of you coming up short, not winning, but you can still like, hey, like let's go, let's go, have, let's go have a, a, a plate of nachos and, and yeah, let's have some wings and like watch some sports or yeah, let's like, let's do something outside of this or or we could yeah maybe maybe like you know we we trade a few cards like like or something you know what I mean like we do yeah. something more tangible. After yeah. the game ends, you know, and I think I think oh. if, if people are going to remember that, and they're like, and far again, more than the and, outcome, far yeah, more than, far the, outcome. than the outcome, like, and the like, the outcome is very fleeting. Like, who, like, at the end of the day, we all go to who bed, cares? wake up the next day, like <laughs> it's fine. Like, yeah. we go to bed, wake up the next day, new day, like we left the wind behind us. So, I think those sorts of memories are far more tangible. And those experiences, and those, and those are what people are going to remember. When you leave a convention, or you leave a uh, an event, or you leave L, you leave your LGS on Friday night after your Friday night magic, and you say, "Hey, like, do you want to go like grab a coffee, or do you want to go grab some get 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 some get some munchies?" And yeah, sure, let's go sit down. And like, you're we're all human beings, and like, yeah. sure, some guys are going to say, "No, I got to go home," or whatever. But you know, like the offer was there, the the intent was the intent to build that positive relationship was there, and you're not taking it hard. 
not taking it personal, and you're not making it about them as a person. Like they're yeah. they're probably a really lovely a really lovely person, and just today they got the better of you, and that's really but, that's an important lesson to take away from this. I think I forget if it was an LGS, but I remember there was a guy he used to give you like a like a card, like a random card yeah. that he had, and like he would just give cool. it to you, be like you know what I mean, or like like that's cool, right? Or like um. I want to start doing something like that, you know, next time I'm in, I'm in that situation where, like, maybe I just hand somebody a random, like, like, playable card, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe I hand somebody, maybe I buy, like, 2,000 copies of, like, you know, a 20 cent card and be like... You buy you buy 1,000 copies of the Epic Experiment, which is... Right, and you can just pass it out, and it's our calling card, like, I love that. There you go, man. I only <laughs> have one copy of that card yet, and incidentally, our audience, if you have any more... Let us know. Yeah, I please send them away. Procure them from you for whatever. So anyway, but yeah, they, they, that would be cool. Like you would give away a card. You're like, here, like, like, thanks for like, I had fun. Thanks very much. Or for a that. token, that'd like, be... like even, even like a, like a, maybe you drew your own token and you give it to your somebody. You know what I mean? Or you drew some mustaches on some servos. <laughs> if they're classy servos. They're going out to dinner. They're they're yeah. valet. They're valets for uh, uh, Sahili. They're like they're yeah, like they're they're parking, parking her cars and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> People are gonna oh, like that's, that's some great mustaches. Woo! Oh well, you know. <laughs> you but, know. I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, Pete. Like, I think one of the overarching themes we've we've had in this show for for ages has been. The whole goal of playing Magic is being invited back the next time. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, if, if you can, you know, remember these experiences and learn and grow from them and still smile through it, then you'll get invited back. And that, in which case, you're really the winner. Like, that's, that's how you win the game. I mean, you know, life is really hard and this game shouldn't make it harder. You know what I mean? I wouldn't Agreed. get hung up on wins and losses. Like, Sometimes you just, sometimes you just got the nut draw. Sometimes your deck just says no. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. what keeps me from, you know, quitting the game. Is the potential for me to succeed, man, is so high. It's there. It's there <laughs> it for sure. It's there. Exactly. So, <laughs> so anyway, I think uh, I think this is a good stopping point. Granted, um, we, you know, we're excited. I think the way. The way the game is moving in, in regards to we ha there's just so many options, man. Like there's just so many cards out there that that you can see play now that could do mm -hmm. something for you. You don't have to spend an arm and a leg anymore to have a functional deck. Where like you know, ten years ago, five years ago, when I started playing and stuff like that, you know, you had to spend some money, man, for the commander deck to like function, you know. Because there wasn't that reprint situation. I mean, you can still build a fifty dollar deck, but yeah, I, I feel mean, like it's changed a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, there's no doubt about that. The game has changed tremendously. Um, games are closer now, in my opinion. Like there used to always yeah. be that one person who'd blow everybody out. It was like king of the hill, but now, the now it feels like yeah, it feels like every 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 game, every common, every uncommon, and rare mythic, whatever. There's like a baseline now of like everyone has access, the accessibility thing. So yeah, it's yeah. cool. No, I know we kind of went off a tangent here, but I mean, losing <laughs> makes us learn so much. Uh, it's the the failure is the greatest teacher. So mm, it's true. 
And it's been, yeah. uh, but and it's always fun to reminisce on some of those stories and, and funny ways that we've seen a yeah. show. So it's good. It's good. Magic uh, is audience, dumb. <laughs> sometimes magic is dumb. Audience, we'd love to hear your stories too about how uh, you've you've had uh, games snatched from your claws or ex- examples of uh, where you've had you know getting blown out or whatever. Uh, things that are memorable. Um, let us know. Reach out to us on social media. All our connections are down in the show notes. You can find out how to reach out to us. We'd love it if you could uh, share those thoughts with us because I think that's how, as we grow as a community, we can hear what happened to other people too and learn from their experiences too. So always good stuff out there. Pete, I think it's time to say goodnight though. Yeah, take care everybody. Uh, We'll be back probably next week and be safe out there. Winter storm going on for the Northeast Quadrant. And, uh, yeah, oh, Canada, good luck with your you know. winter for another two months. <laughs> well into April. Uh, yeah, obviously, folks. So, yeah, be good. Take care of yourselves and have fun wherever you next play Magic, folks. Thanks very much. Have yourself a good one. Good night.